اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هذه سبيلي ادعو الى الله على بصيره انا ومن اتبعني وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم لو كان بعدي نبي لكان عمر او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم honorable friends most respected elders and brothers in islam In the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on multiple places tells us fear Allah. Bring the fear of Allah Ta'ala into our lives. I want to ask you a question, each one that is sitting here. What is the definition of fear? If somebody has to ask us, what is the meaning of fear? What will we say? Respected elders and friends, as believers we are told to always be in a state of fear. Fear, when somebody is in fear, is generally not a nice thing. But I want to explain the fear that Allah is talking about. Because there are two types of fear. One fear is the fear which we all know very well. And one is the fear which Allah is talking about, two totally separate things, different things. The fear that we know is the fear of a snake, of a scorpion. If a person sees a snake or a scorpion, automatically he begins to fear. He sees some wild beast, he sees a lion behind him, he'll start to fear. This is the fear that we all can relate to. You don't have a license on your vehicle or the disc is missing and you see the blue lights, automatically you start to fear. You see the person in uniform because there's a level of fear. Yes, the fear of everything, fear the traffic cop like you fear a lion, but there is still some level of fear. But this is not the fear that Allah is talking about. The fear of a lion, of a scorpion, I'm going to explain the difference. The fear of a lion, of a scorpion, of some wild beast, of some predator, and I'm going to use that as an example. When a person, lion or that scorpion, his natural instinct is that I must run, I must flee, and I must escape. I must not get caught, I must not get stung, I must not get bitten. That is his natural instinct. And Allah has created us like that. The fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not to run away. A person doesn't out of fear of Allah run away from Allah. He runs towards Allah. In other words, he runs towards his fear. One fear you are running away and one fear you are running towards. In the fear of a lion, of a scorpion, of some beast, there is no love, there is no muhabbat. A person doesn't love that lion. He's worried he's going to attack him. He doesn't love that lion. And in the fear of Allah, there is complete love. A person, because of that fear, he loves Allah, that's why he fears Allah. If you see the kuffar around us, they do not love Allah. They do not believe in Allah. 
That is why they do not fear Allah. A Muslim, by why you're not drinking? Why you're not gambling? It's because Allah won't be happy with it. It's because of his love for Allah that he fears committing that crime. This is the difference. Now as believers, as mu'mineen, many a times we confuse the two fears. Either we fear Allah to that point, or we take it that we, Allah must be feared to that level, like a lion and like a scorpion. And we cannot live up to that fear. Allah hasn't asked us for that fear. we lose the fear completely. Like a person loses fear for a snake or a scorpion, very rare. We lose that fear of Allah completely. As believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that fear Allah. At the same time, Allah doesn't say that you will not lose fear. At some point you will become negligent. You will commit a sin. A person who committed a sin, ask a person who committed adultery, at the time of committing adultery, he didn't fear Allah. Yes, he was the beloved of Allah. He committed a crime. Anyway, but in that interval that he committed that crime, he lost fear of Allah. That is why he committed that crime. And as humans, this also is natural. It is not possible to be a human being and to only be in obedience. Yes, Anbiya Ali Musalat was salam ma'asum, and they were the only exception. Every one of us will at some point have lost fear. And many of us repeatedly lose fear. Daily we lose fear. Whether it's in the workplace we're casting lustful glances, whether it's in some haram that we are engaged in. Some people maybe monthly, one person maybe once in a year. Some people daily won't be reading Fajr Salah. So every day for that time he's lost the fear of Allah. Because if he had the fear, he won't miss the Salah. But Allah Ta'ala addresses him also. And that's what I want to talk about today. That fear Allah to a point where you fear leaving out his commandments. But if you made a mistake, if you lost that fear for a moment, don't lose the fear completely. Don't lose it completely. Because Allah understands He created you like that. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ In the Quran Allah addresses Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and He says, Say, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam يَا أَسْرَفُوا O my beloved servants O my beloved servants Look at the address. Oh my beloved servants, not those who have read five salah, no. Not those who have made hajj and umrah after umrah, no. Not those who are giving millions in charity, no. Alladina asrafu. Those who have, those who have broken all boundaries. Those who have lost fear. And not for a moment or two. Those who have lost fear repeatedly. They sometimes will write the person off. Asrafu. Mufassirin explain this word of the Quran. Asrafu. That Allah 
is referring to asrafu, those who have transgressed, that if this person's wrong, if this person's evil, he lost fear of Allah on so many occasions, and broke the commandments of Allah by committing so many wrongs, that if his wrongs are to be given a physical form, this is the word of Mufassirin, if his wrongs are to be given a physical form, it will cover and blot out the area between the earth and the skies. That's how much of sin. Not somebody who on one occasion or two occasions. Allah is telling Nabi Wasallam, Say, oh my beloved servant, who has committed that amount of wrong. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. There's always hope. We live in a time, respected elders and friends, where we are ready to write off the next person on the smallest wrong. Person is doing one thing wrong. I went in one person's house, went to, went to one person's house for gush. So I told him, looking for a certain brother, he lives in. He told him, Ma, he's not Muslim. I told him, what makes you say he's not Muslim? He doesn't read salah. Maria didn't call him not Muslim, you calling him not Muslim. That's where we have went. Allah is saying that amount of wrong to not lose hope in my mercy. Nabi Sallallahu told us the same thing. Al-Imanu bayna al-Khawfi wal-Raja. Iman is between fear of Allah, love and hope in Allah. As Muslims, we are always in one of these two situations. Either we are fearing Allah and we're doing the right thing, or we've lost fear of Allah, we need to hope in His mercy. Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi mentions, he says as human beings, Nabi Wasallam has told us that your iman is between fear and hope. You have to have these two. To be a complete believer, you cannot only say I fear Allah and don't hope in Allah's mercy. Because even your fear in Allah alone and your actions alone are not enough to enter you into Jannah. If Allah doesn't want to enter you into Jannah, every ni'mat of Allah cannot do justice. Your actions in this world cannot do justice to the bounties of Allah. You will ultimately enter Allah in Jannah through Allah's mercy. So he says as Muslims we are between fear and hope. And Nabi Sallallahu told us he is part of our iman. A person cannot commit crime one way. In other words, it's only sinning. And he says, Allah is Ghafoor Rahim. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the person is foolish. He has to fear also. At the same time, he cannot only fear when he loses hope. Such a person will then start writing people off. Because now he feels that I'm too pious. So he says, the balance between the two is when a person is young, then he must fear more. And when he's old, then he must hope more. When a person is young, Imam Ghazali explains, he says his temptations are more. His desires are more. The ability to commit wrong is more. A youngster, it's easier for him to commit adultery or to sin than an elderly person in his 70s. He says when he's come to that age, when he's gone old, his beard has gone white, now the bones are paining, the body is paining. Now he must hope more. And now my time is coming to meet you Allah. Now I am hoping more. But at no point should he lose fear and hope. Such a person cannot be a believer. Look at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is no time. Allah told me 35, but that's it 45. So inshallah if you are with it, we will go to 45. We look at the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
as quickly as possible from some examples. What greater rank did any human possess than Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa He had it all. He was promised everything of akhirat, everything of dunya. There was nothing for him to say, I have to exert myself. Nabi Sallallahu rank, Imam Al-Ajlaw, a couple days ago, we've heard the rank of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we don't need to explain it. But what was the level of his fear despite having that rank? We take a few examples. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us in his sunnah when we finish salah, and we say, Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. We make istighfar three times. We will start, the Imam does it also, we all do it. We also do it because we understand that our salah may have been. There could never have been a salah that was performed on this earth, not by an angel, not by a human greater than the salah of Muhammad We all correct on that. There was no sajda greater than the sajda of the Nabi of Allah His salah was guaranteed accepted. What was the reason for him to then make istighfar? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, ask Allah for forgiveness. What? Ulama explain that, oh Allah, my salah was not on the level of your jalal. Your greatness and my salah. Yes, there may have not been a salah greater performed than mine. But then too feeling that my salah was not of your, of, of what you would have wanted from me. The dua that we are taught when we exit the toilet. These are basic examples. We can all relate to. It's taught to a maktab child. Hufranaka alhamdulillahi ladhi adhaba anil adha wafani. That is, I seek your forgiveness, O Allah, and all praise is due to you who has relieved me of this difficulty and this harm. Yes, if a person cannot go toilet, he will be harmed. His body will suffer. His health will suffer. So Nabi Wasallam reciting this dua 100%. That, oh Allah, my body will be harmed if you do not relieve me of this. What was the reason for him to recite and to teach us as his ummah that before this dua, the first thing you must read is Ghufranak. Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness. Ask ourselves the question. Forgiveness for what? We have to go to the toilet. Were we created with the option of not going to the toilet? We have to go to the toilet. Allah created us with the need to use the toilet. Yet Nabi Wasallam is teaching us to read the dua and first of all, I seek your forgiveness. Mahadisin explained, Oh Allah, the time that I spent in the toilet without your remembrance, I seek forgiveness for that time. The time that I was deprived of taking your name, Yes, if I didn't seek this forgiveness, why do I need to go toilet? But the time that I was deprived of taking your name, this is fear, respected elders and friends. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sharif, different narrations. One narration says, Inni astaghfirullah fil yawmi sab'ina marratan. Nabi Sallallahu says, Daily I seek Allah's forgiveness 70 times. Another narration says, 100 times. The greatest human being, my point, respected elders and friends, no matter how great his rank was, he was masoom, he was sinless. Yet he saw the need to fear still. He still saw the need to seek forgiveness. This, and with that he had hope. 
What hope did you have in Allah? Yet what fear? We are on two extremes. The majority of us, brothers and friends, is we went towards hope only. We fear Allah to a very little extent. Most of the time we are hoping Allah is Ghafoor Rahim. What did Nabi Sallallahu show us? What did Sahaba Ikeh? Yes, both are important. But we've lost the concept of fear. That is why there are so many wrongs in the world today. The unhappiness in our lives. There's no peace, there's no contentment. Whether it's in our marriages, whether it's in our business. Everything, the peace, the happiness has been taken away. The happiness in that marriage has been snatched away. The happiness in that workplace has been snatched away. The happiness between us and our children has been snatched away. Because the fear of Allah has come out of the equation. When fear has left the hearts of the spouses, and now we are involved in every wrong and crime, and with our children, and in our businesses, be it with interest and whatever else, then naturally Allah Ta'ala takes away that happiness. Because to be completely happy, you have to have this fear. This was what Nabi Sallallahu taught the Ummah. Look at the example of Sayyidina Abu Bakr in this. Sayyidina Abu Bakr what was his rank? He was not masum. Nabi Sallallahu was masum. Sayyidina Abu Bakr was not masum. Yet what was the level of his fear and hope? Someone we can relate to. He had get, what accolades didn't Nabi Sallallahu give him in his lifetime? Not on one occasion, on multiple occasions, Nabi Sallallahu said, Abu Bakr is in Jannah, Abu Bakr is guaranteed Jannah. Nabi Sallallahu mentions on one occasion, on one occasion, that if I had to take anyone as a Khalil, لَوِتَّخَذْتُ خَلِيلًا لَتَّخَذْتُ أَبَا بَكْرٍ خَلِيلًا If I had to take anybody as my bosom friend, someone whose love has penetrated my heart, then it will be Abu Bakr. The title that Allah Ta'ala used for Ibrahim Salam, Allah Ibrahim Khalila. In the Quran Allah says, Allah has taken Ibrahim as his Khalil. His Khalilullah. On one occasion, Nabi Telling Sahaba radiallahu anhu about an incident of Bani Israel. And he says there was a person who had mounted an ox. And the ox spoke to this person. And told him, I am not for riding. Why are you riding me? So Sahaba were astonished, they were amazed. So Nabi Wasallam tells him, what is the matter to be amazed? If Allah wants, He'll make the stone speak even. And he says, I have brought iman on this. Abu Bakr has brought Iman on this. And Umar has brought Iman on this. Nabi Islam said, Sahaba, I have brought Iman on this. Abu Bakr has brought Iman on this. And Umar also has brought Iman on this. As explained that in that, on that occasion, both these Sahaba were not present. Nabi Islam is relating. He says, they brought Iman, but they are not even sitting there. What was the reason that Nabi Islam mentioned that then? They were not even present in that majlis. Ulama give two explanations from amongst others. One was the love that Nabi ﷺ had for these two individuals, Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar And the second was the level of confidence that Nabi ﷺ had on their iman in him. That they did not have to be present. I can vouch in their absence that had they been here, they would have immediately accepted. On many occasions, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would hold the hand of Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar 
and he would say, Hakada, Nubatu Yom Al Qiyama, like this exactly as we are standing, you will be raised on the day of Qiyama. Nabi Sallallahu says, I have repaid everyone in this world for every favor that is done to me except Abu Bakr, he will be repaid in the Akhirat. And the list goes on, there's no time. On the accolades that Sayyidina Abu Bakr got in this world of his guaranteed immediate entry into paradise once his eyes closed. Yet what was his level of fear? That he says, how I wish I was a blade of grass. How I wish I was a blade of grass that was eaten by some wild beast. How I wish I was a blade of grass. A person with that level of guarantees, if we had that, we would have long time sat down and not done any actions. With that level of guarantees, given by Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 100% truth. And he says, how I wish I was a blade of grass. Umar Radiallahu on his deathbed. And a sahabi walks in. Umar Radiallahu has been stabbed. It's the last moments of his life. And the sahabi walks in. And he tells him, Oh Amir al-Mu'mineen, what are you worried about? Do not worry. You are going to the Akhirat. And you are like this. You've done these good actions. You've done these actions. Nabi Sallallahu What didn't Nabi Sallallahu promise him? Lawkana ba'di nabiyun lakana Umar. Who doesn't know Sayyidina Umar Abdullah's name? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, to be a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. On one occasion he tells Umar Abdullah, even Shaitan does not walk on the same path as you. The second Khalif of Islam, Umar fil Jannah, Ashara al-Mubashara, one gathering is from those Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi is in Jannah. On one occasion there's a knock on the door. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi tells the Sahabi, open the door and give the person behind the door the congratulations and the basharat of paradise. He opens the door, it's Umar. What guarantees these people had respect to lives and friends? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi on one occasion relates a dream and he says, I was drinking milk and the remainder of my milk I gave it to Umar. He's asked, what does it imply? He says, the knowledge of Nubuwat that I had, Umar will also have a portion of that knowledge, the knowledge itself. That rank, respect to and friends, that rank, Yet, when he's being praised on his deathbed, that you are guaranteed paradise, Amir Muni says, stop, 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 stop. Stop. La li wa la alayya. La li wa la alayya. I'll end on this few words. On this two words that he recited. We give one brick for one masjid and we feel we've got it all. This is the sad reality. We gave some charity and we automatically feel now we are wiped free of all our wrongs. There's no reason to fear. We made one umrah, one hajj, and we feel it's all finished. The lifetime of good deeds, coupled with the guarantee of Nabi Sallallahu On one occasion, Nabi Sallallahu is resting, his head in the Mubarak lap of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha. And she asks him, that they are looking at the stars, and she asks him, is there any person who has good deeds equivalent to the amount of stars in the sky? And what was his reply? Omar. Omar. So she asked him, automatically now, everyone knew, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Omar. Her father is Abu Bakr. So she asked him, فَإِنَا amalu Abi Bakr, and I'll end on this, where is the actions of Abu Bakr then? If the person who got the actions equivalent to the stars of the sky, good deeds, 
Then where are the actions of my father Abu Bakr? So what was his rank? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, If you had to pull, and this is not mine in your actions, if we had to pull the actions of Umar over his whole lifespan, it will equate to one good deed of Abu Bakr. But that rank, what does Umar says? La li wa la alayya. That oh my companion, he tells that sahabi and all those around him who are praising him. He says, my only wish and leave this world in this condition. La li wa la alayya. That Allah tells me, oh Umar, oh Umar, I won't give you nothing of akhirat, but I won't take you to task of anything of dunya. I won't give you nothing of paradise. I won't give you jannat. But I won't take you to task for anything of dunya. Respected elders and friends, that level of fear and that level of hope, may Allah give us that level of fear and hope. May Allah make us true believers. Believers who due to our fear of Allah will abstain from those things which He has prohibited us. And due to our love for Him, will always turn to Him in those moments when we've wronged ourselves. To sin is human. And we are not there to judge the next person. We live in a world that is full of judging. We are ready to judge the next person. One small wrong, we are ready to judge that person. His family, his father was like that, grandfather was like that. We have got so many skeletons in our own cupboard. And then on the same one person says, when you see somebody committing wrong, don't judge him. Because you may have seen the wrong, but you haven't seen the repentance. May Allah give us all the tawfiq wa akhir dawana alhamdulillah.